0: welcome home a podcast by dita being all about returning home to your body so if you're ready let's get into it welcome home and welcome to episode two I am so excited for you guys to listen to this podcast. Kathleen is fucking amazing. Um, But just before I introduce her, just wanted to say a couple of things. Um, Firstly, thank you so, so much for all the support on the first episode. Um, I'm honestly just so grateful. Uh, Yeah, so, so appreciative um, for all the people that sent messages or reached out. Um, I just felt so supported and just so cool to hear how many people related or resonated or just appreciated it Um, and yeah truly means the world and would also mean the world if you wanted to leave a little review just as it does help me so much and help this podcast reach others as well so if you could do that I would love you forever and also Kathleen has little surprise at the end or maybe a bit of incentive to leave a review. But the other thing is I have started a Welcome Home Facebook community. So that is where I will post um like in today's episode, Kathleen gives us six amazing tools for navigating those bad body image days. And um it's the type of podcast you'd be wanting to like get your pen and paper out and take some notes down for so I will be putting those notes in the Facebook page as well as some funny videos or some things that we talk about. But yeah, I just really invite you to join that Facebook community. The link will be in my bio. Um, It's just a beautiful place for us to connect and have a few lols. And for me also just to get your guys feedback, Um, also a platform for you guys to chat and start some threads and conversations in there too. So would love if you left a review and became a part of the Facebook community. So yeah, Kathleen. I could not have asked for a better first guest. She is friggin' incredible. She is a self-compassion queen. She's a mindset coach. She's honestly, I said it a million times, just such a wealth of knowledge. Feel so blessed to have her on this podcast. I was kind of sitting there listening um as we were recording, just like, oh my god, this is this is the podcast I needed at. 15 years old and still needed today so she um just gives us such good tools for for navigating those bad body image days and how to bring out that inner coach um how to create that inner coach and she goes into that a little bit more in the podcast um but yeah she's just so incredible you're gonna love it um Let's just roll straight into it. We definitely, we wanted to keep it to like 40 minutes and we just chatted each other's ears off. Um, so it is a little bit over. This episode's about an hour, but it's honestly just an hour of goodness. So thank you for being here. I hope you love it as much as I love being a part of it. And join the Facebook community. Hi Kathleen. Oh, <laughs> Welcome hello. to the podcast. Thank you. How very are excited you doing? to be here. Yeah. I'm very honoured to be your first official guest. My first official guest. Yes. It is it is quite quite the honour um, for moment. me, actually, yeah. because you have been um I couldn't think of a better guest to have on first. Oh, you're so, so kind. Thank I you love for it. being here. I'm so excited. Um a little background about how Kathleen and I actually met. <laughs> it's a very, very cute story. Um, we have, well, how did I actually, how did I first, we've got mutual friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kept hearing about like this Kathleen chick and it was so <laughs> cool and like you should follow her like you guys would get along and I was like okay I'll like suss this girl out and then checked out her account and I was like okay she's actually pretty badass she's pretty cool um, and then you came and did a workshop uh, at the studio I teach at for the young girls which I was like this is everything love I've actually got you're going to laugh. This is the workbook. Oh, my God. You still have the workbook. I've got it because I was like, oh, nice. I want to, um, like, use this for yeah. reference. Hell, yeah. Like, yeah. I genuinely – so, anyway, love that. Um, but, yeah, and then we kept running into each other at cafes and stuff after this workshop, and it was, like, quite a few times. Like, literally,
1: like, five times. Yeah. And we would always stop and have a great conversation. Yeah. And we'd be like, why am I not connecting with this person? Like, the universe is smacking me in the face, being like, hey – This person that you get to connect with and that you're going to enjoy being around. Yeah, and then you bit the bullet
0: and asked me on a date. Mm -hmm. I did. I made the first move. (laughs) Yeah, which was only yesterday. (laughs) Yesterday was our first date, guys. We're moving quite quickly. We're like, we should do a podcast. And we're like, come over tomorrow. And that's, yeah, we got the ball rolling, which we love. Uh, So that's that's our cute, how we met story. That's our meet cute. cute. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like our first conversation too. We are just like, oh my gosh, what's your human design? Like, I was like, oh yeah, this is my girl. Like, So for any of you guys <gasps> oh God, like here, yeah. yeah. We have the same human design, Yes, right? yes. we're yes, manifesting, manifesting generators. generators. Uh-huh. What is your sun sign? I'm pretty sure it's Sagittarius. Yeah, Of Sagittarius. course, of course is you're it? a Sagittarius. I don't know a lot about... Of course you are. No, that my, makes my sense. My moon sign is a Scorpio. Hmm. Do you know you're rising? That's the other... No. Oh, Capricorn, category. I think. Capricorn. Oh, yeah, I see that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, what a good mix. Thanks. I so, don't know.
1: I don't know too much about it, but um, I have been learning a little bit more. But yeah, Matt, human design is yeah. thebomb.com. If you do not mm. know human design, I really encourage you to get into it and just explore it. Just start yeah. on Google. Yeah, yeah.
0: I feel like there's such a list now. It's like human design. Yes. Your like astrological signs. Um, your attachment style. Like yes. there's just. What what are you in like we everything? We love
1: as human beings. We love to put ourselves in a box, and we mm. love to have a label. Like these yeah. are all driven from ego, yeah. Um, because we love to know exactly who we are. We love to be able to be feel that sense of belonging. Like mm. um, I belong because I'm a Sagittarius. I belong because I'm this thing, mm-hmm. and, it, and it gives you this almost excuse to be more of yourself than you were before yeah um which is amazing because it can be used as a great tool but it's also important to not be confined and caved in Mm. by all these labels that we experience you know um it's all part of identity and and unpacking the ego but anyway that's not our topic no it's not but do (laughs) love that do
0: love that because it is becoming such a a trend almost that i think a lot of us are confining it or just justifying it it's like not my fault I'm a bitch. I'm a Scorpio. Yes. Like, I was like, not my fault I'm two-faced. I'm a Gemini. i got two personalities. What yes. can you do? So, oh, my God. I love that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, well, just going back to that, though, I'm an Aries, which is my oh, sun sign because okay. we're both fire signs, and that's why we're compatible. Because, oh, okay. like, the three fire signs are very, like, compatible with each other. So, like, What's I'll... What's the other fire sign? Leo. Who, Leo. Okay, who? Right. Oh, I was thinking if I know a Leo that you should know. Should we get a Leo in the mix I feel as like well. we should. Oh, my like, God. A fire... Fire podcast. Yeah. yeah. Fire there fire would podcast. no, like no one would be able to like breathe. Like, like <laughs> oh my gosh, just going in for it. But it would be so much fun. I love it. Okay. And another question mm-hmm. that you, I have to credit you, you actually came you up with. You brought it up, Yeah, it was good. When we were chatting before, having our muches and our mecca cacao, <laughs> um, we were talking about bee hags. And if you've never heard of a bee hag, like Kathleen, she was like, what is coming out of your mouth? Um, it is a big, hairy, audacious goal. So, it's like those really, really big, like, heart goals that you're like, oh my gosh, it's like, that's dream, you know. Um, They should feel, yeah, big, hairy, audacious. Like, what is um a BHAG of yeah. yours? Mm, like
1: a stretchy goal, like a yeah. really stretchy goal that means a lot to you and puts you outside of your comfort zone, something that you you dream about late at night. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely for me, it would be, my coaching empire um, yes. i have this dream this vision and it's already in play which is totally amazing and it's kind of taken me by surprise and now i get to let it grow and let it be amazing and put some real effort behind it but this coaching empire for me is about supporting people in their own journey and then also then teaching them the modalities the tools and the skills to become a coach themselves to be to add to if they're already a practitioner of something i'm working with coaches at the moment and working with people just in the general population who have this really strong desire to help people and want to become a coach or a healer or a practitioner or a wellness practitioner whatever they want and i have this vision where i take them through their own journey and i support them and going really deep into themselves and their own healing and their own learning And then going through a continuing education style program where it's very practical, where they become a support coach inside my group programs, where they're going through and they're Mm. teaching and taking people through things like inner child healing. And the whole ethos behind this would be, as a coach, I don't believe that you can take a client somewhere that you've never been yourself. So you can't take a client to the depth that you haven't explored, which Mm -hmm. is why I think it's so important as you go into learning to become a coach or healer practitioner, anything that you're learning like that, it's important to go on that journey yourself. And I know I definitely resonate with the fact that sometimes it's way easier Mm -hmm. to be a teacher and to be the coach rather than it is to actually do the work yourself. So that is my big vision, my big empire that I see. And I have two beautiful clients already
0: inside this program and it's just lighting my little soul on fire. So very exciting. Oh my gosh. I love what you're saying about just practicing what you're preaching and you do have to you know if your your guidance your coaching is coming from an embodied place it it just hits so different lands so differently um and I just feel like you can as a as a client you can see through so easily yeah like with I don't know if you I'm sure like even on your discover page and stuff so many like coaching things maybe probably filter into your feed and stuff and you can it's really easy to differentiate now. Like you can tell who is embodied, who is experienced, who has experienced things personally, who's done their own work, who, um, yeah, is just embodying their own teachings. Mm-hmm. And then who is saying, like just relaying what they've heard yeah. and, and haven't, you can, like maybe they get it, but you can just tell when it hasn't been lived in and practiced. Um, mm. And I think you do that so beautifully, you live and breathe your teachings. Um, yeah, thank you. And it comes across so transparently, even just through your social media. It's like you can just tell that like when you're going for your walks in the morning and you've got your <laughs> talking through, you can see it flowing through you and you're, you're, you're doing your shit, like mm. it's, um, it just hits so, so differently.
1: Yeah, oh thank you Josie, that's so important to me and so important to me as a coach, as a human, as a person. The work is never done also Mm. you're not broken but the work is always going to continue on and the journey of knowing yourself always continues but something that comes to mind at the moment and what i continuously feel is always being a student
0: Mm.
1: always being a student and continuing education is one of my favorite things ever because i think so often we go into these Programs in there, two or three years. You know, you go to uni and things like yeah. that. University did not work for me, yeah. not at all. I have a veterinary nursing diploma that I am very clearly doing nothing with. And
0: honestly, um, you did save a bird this morning. I actually I did save actually a bird. on that topic. <laughs> oh my God, All actually, days yes. that was actually a day probably came in handy. Yes. you revived a bird, but that's that's oh a God. whole story. I actually was
1: laughing about that. And I was like, I was like, wow.
0: Like, I probably
1: should know what to do right yeah. now, but I didn't and I just like fed it some water and kind of gave it a little nudge and I was like, what are you doing, bird? I mean, beautiful example um, actually of what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. But yeah, always being the student is so important and knowing there's so mm. much more to learn and continuing education, having mm. these, you know, modalities and tools that you can learn and add to your own toolbox as a, as a coach, but also as a student in your own work Um, in shorter, more practical style programs, which is what I intend to teach and what I am teaching, has been an absolute game changer for me. Not having to go to a lecture, listen, like for me, I don't know if it's the same for you, but uni was like in one ear and out the Mm. other. I literally remember, like I was a grade A student in my um, veterinary nursing diploma, and my business diploma and things like that. And honestly, I would flashcard it for my exams and I could not tell you anything now. Yeah, And how... Yeah. How upsetting is that? How mm-hmm. disappointing is that? Whereas when I entered the world of coaching and learning, every like stuff that comes out my mouth, I'm like, wow, I don't even know how I remembered that. Yeah. And it's amazing because the reason it's there is because it's embodied. Yeah. It's in my subconscious. I'm living and breathing it every mm. single day.
0: Yeah. It's it's the difference of, yeah, the, the practice mm. of the learnings, mm. you know, and even if you want to use like a uni example it's the difference between kind of going to uni and learning on the job mm. as well because you're it's so the doing key. it's yeah. the doing that's really the key and i'm the same as a learner like someone was trying to show me something like say like this is how you use indesign i'd be like don't tell me i me have do to it. do it yeah. and it's i just think yeah the same thing you have to you have to do it it's the practice of whatever learning you know whatever our uh, field that be mm, and um, so true
1: and everyone has different learning styles as mm. well so it's so important if you are someone that is out there thinking about doing some sort of study important to think about what kind of learner you are and what program yeah. is going to best support you and set you up for success yeah. in that whether it's a more practical approach or whether you do learn more through auditory or through reading
0: it's a really good idea to think about that. But anyway, we're getting very yeah. off yeah, topic. So good you need to know your um, astrology, your human design, <laughs> your attachment style, and how you look, guys. <gasps> just add another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also being able to communicate that to, like, a coach and stuff, too. And mm. be like, I really respond well to, I don't know, audio. Like, you know, yes. just like a podcast. That really lands for you. Or, yeah, maybe you're a doer and the workbooks and stuff land, like... Just being able to communicate that you can like just get so much more out of um, your whole experience anyway. Absolutely. So. Yeah. But yes, we are very much <laughs> straying away from, we're well, not even straying away, we haven't even introduced the topic yet. Yeah. Okay, so today's topic is something that is really near to my heart and something that is still quite alive for me I think um, and it's focused around those bad body image days and I still have them and I had this imposter syndrome around having them as well because of better being and all of this I was like I can't I can't have those days where I wake up and I body check and I feel shit about myself I and I feel uncomfortable and like you know when you're changing outfits in the morning and everything just feels oh my god gross yes and, and you change outfits like 11 times mm-hmm. and nothing
1: is working and
0: yeah yeah, yeah like, I find sometimes on those days I'm making a list of like everything I've eaten that day and I'm trying to calculate how much movement I've done and I'm just slipping into those old habits those old like neural mm. pathways even mm. and it's just so so much easier on those days to slip back into those um thought patterns and how how do we coach ourselves through a bad body image day mm.
1: yeah no I freaking love this topic and it's the same it's really near and dear to my heart as well um having a bad body image day I'm in a really amazing place in the relationship with myself and my body now that even when those days do come up, and I had a really funny experience last week, which I'll share. But uh, for me, from the age of, I want to say, 11 to 23, 24, I'm now 26. um, So it was quite recent for me that this really shifted properly. Body image and food was painful. It occupied... Mm every single waking thought, every single day. And, you know, I grew up in that time um, where Weight Watchers existed, where Mm, Jenny Craig existed. Um, The magazines, if you you haven't seen them, but these magazines constantly about the bikini body, you know, ripping and shredding people apart. And it's heartbreaking when you look back on it now. And through the age of social media, we're really lucky in some ways Mm -hmm. and that stuff like that wouldn't stand anymore there is people that are taking a stand who are saying hey it's not okay Mm -hmm. that we speak about people's bodies like this it's not okay um like jonah hill was a great example when he just said don't comment on my body yeah it was empowering to see someone step into that because people Mm -hmm. and myself included went through a big um shift within myself in terms of the boundaries that i Mm -hmm. needed to set externally to as i was going through my eating disorder recovery i found a lot of it was really rooted in what i looked like and Mm -hmm. how i got into this coaching world was through the health and fitness space um i was working in a gym you know training to become a pt i was running people through programs and one time and this was very common actually in all gym scenarios that i've been in a person in the gym while i was in the changing room naked commented on my body. Um, she gave me a compliment, luckily, because oh I don't know what I would have done if, um, if she'd said something critical. I, I imagine I would have had a meltdown.
0: Oh my God.
1: But it was this moment where I literally was naked and I felt so awful. I was like, and I got angry. I got angry at this woman and, for commenting on my body. Mm-hmm. I was like, what gives you the right to comment on my body? You have no idea. It was in the midst of my eating disorder recovery. You have no idea what's going on for me. And I'm working so hard to not think about my body and to move more towards body neutrality, Mm -hmm. um, which has been very helpful. And I was so angry. And it led to me having some incredibly powerful and uncomfortable conversations with my friends, my peers, saying, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. I've noticed that when you comment on my body, on my looks, on anything, even when it's positive and beautiful, it keeps reinforcing the message that I only get love and attention when I look a certain way,
0: Mm.
1: not for who I am. And this whole journey has been about building an internal sense of self-worth, building the belief that I am worthy and I am enough just Mm. as I am my skin suit that I have on has nothing to do with my value as a human being, as a human being who I mm. be in the world, not how I present myself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I a yeah. bit of a mm. long-winded story there. But I went through a, a mm. phase of being really angry, being really yeah. angry at people. for How dare you come into my yeah. body? How dare these magazines keep promoting all these horrible diets and things like that? So this topic is really near to me because learning these skills of... Knowing that bad body image days are going to come mm-hmm. from time to time and like literally one hit me last week out of the blue um, after not having one for a really long time. Mm. They are going to come up and what, and my whole ethos as a coach is not ignoring the fears that you have, not ignoring your triggers, not pushing them to the side and instead bringing them up, working with them and learning how to support yourself when you are in that low place, how to support yourself when there's a part of you that's fearful, that's upset, Mm. that's that's having a rough time. And that is why becoming your own inner coach, this is a new phrase that I've been experimenting with my clients about growing almost a a personality inside of you that is your inner coach, your inner yeah. hype girl, who is someone who is loving, kind, supportive, empowering and mm-hmm. inspiring, yeah. you know, who's curious and gentle and gets you to think about a perspective other than your own, mm. um, other than the negative lens that we so often look through. And so learning how to coach yourself out of a bad body image day is so important. And what we've done here is I've put together a few beautiful steps for us to move through and have something very practical very tangible to use
0: when you are having one of these days because Josie like you know that like, they happen they happen yeah in their shittiness in their unexpectedness like you can just be absolutely thriving and you know making some good moves and it really just goes to show as well like you know just want to not disclaim but also say that progress isn't linear Mm -hmm. and don't feel like if you have these days that you are moving backwards either because they will come up they will come up no matter like you said how embodied you are Mm -hmm. and you have all these amazing tools which we can't wait to go into and learn um but they still come up and it's not a reflection of the work you're putting in or your progress or anything that's Mm -hmm. I just think an important thing to say because um, yeah, they, they they come around. They come around, unfortunately.
1: But... So freaking true. And I want to share this great story um, of a time that I went through where last year um, I was doing a, a gut healing thing. I had, mm. I had found out that I had candida, that I didn't have any good gut bacteria in my stomach. Would have been probably left over from my eating disorder. I was really struggling with gut symptoms. And I ended up having to go on this anti-candida diet. And... Diet used to be this massive trigger word for me, you know? Um, and I was really nervous and fearful about going on it because I'd finally gotten to this place where I felt really neutral about my body. Um, I was no longer, you know, going up and down in weight all the time. I was eating what I like, felt like I wanted to. Mm. Um, and I was really afraid. And I was afraid of losing weight because I was scared of that part of me that would go, oh, we, this is so good, yeah. like we're losing weight it's going to be amazing, people are going to love us more, mm. um, I'm going to get more compliments, I'm going to have more value if I'm yeah. skinnier um, which the inner coach in me, the adult in me my most authentic self, knows and believes is not true at all mm. um, and so what happened was, as expected I went on this anti-candida diet which where it's very restrictive it's for a very short amount of time um, but I lost weight I absolutely did and I didn't um, I haven't weighed myself in a long time because the scale is a big trigger for me Um, and it just made sense to cut it out and but I lost weight and I had friends say oh I think you've lost weight and as soon as I had people share that with me it instantly took me to that fearful place Mm. of oh god and The fearful place I went to wasn't being able to be like, oh, yay, like, I'm skinny, I'm happy. It was, oh, my God, what's going to happen when I come off this diet? I'm going to put on weight, and I'm going to feel so bad about myself Mm. again. And I was so afraid. And... Of course, it happened, and I went through a breakup a couple of months ago. And I know that I turn to food in times of emotion. Is this? It's okay, you know. Yeah. Um, I know that I like, and I also know that as I healed my gut and finally was starting to be able to eat gluten and yeah. cheese hello. and dairy, <laughs> hello, um, which was everything I had wanted for such a long time. I absolutely put on weight, you know, and that's what's popped up for me over the last kind of month or two after being in a really great place with my body has been this thing of, oh, like I have put on weight right now. Like Mm. I've not, I've not seen the evidence on a a scale because I've, I've not weighed myself. I've not wanted to. Um, But like, I I might feel it. I might see it, you know, and catching myself going into those deep spirals of I'm heavier. I'm not good enough. People are not going to like me. I'm disgusting. Having these negative thoughts about your body is unfortunately something that we get to normalize. and the most freeing thing is when you have conversations with people and I remember in one of these group coaching programs I ran the most the breakthrough moment for everyone was realizing that all six of these women looked in the mirror and picked their bodies apart every single one of them thought that only they did it yeah and there was so much power in realizing okay
0: I'm not alone other people Mm -hmm. struggle with this other people struggle. And people with, like, such different body types, too. Yes. It's, like, crazy when you're talking to someone, you know, or having a conversation with a friend, and you get to that point in the conversation, and, it you know, it comes up, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, I do that, too. And you're like, what? But I, if I had your body, I wouldn't do that. Like, yes. you know, that comes yep. up, too. And then it's like, wow, damn. Like, as unfortunate as it is, there is this um, beauty in feeling like you're not alone in that, that we all... We all do it, and it's crazy to think that we don't even, we don't even talk about this. Mm, yes. When there's so much power in just talking
1: about it and relating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I know that both Josie and I have had these thoughts, have these thoughts sometimes on the regular. I'm disgusting. I'm putting on weight. I pick myself apart in the mirror, uh, you know, and it's okay. And what I want you to know is, as a person who's been on this journey for a really long time with my body, it gets so much better when you start learning these skills and these tools, they do work and they will no longer affect you in the same way. Mm. And you, will, you won't you will go down that spiral as deep as you would have before. And that's that journey of, of healing and of um, moving more towards, you know, body neutrality or feeling that internal sense of self-worth and yeah. knowing. But there's still, and I just really want to acknowledge this, there's still a part of me that yeah. believes that, if I'm skinnier, people are going to love me more. And if I'm skinnier, then I have more value. There's still a part of me that has been influenced by all of mm-hmm. society's beliefs and ideas that if I have this perfect figure, um, I'm going to feel better about myself. And something that me and Josie were talking about, and I was actually talking about with the client this morning, I have gone from 15 kilos lighter to 15 kilos heavier. I've been all sorts of, of weights and The same thing, whether I'm at the largest weight I've been or the lightest weight I've been, my behaviors are still the same. I will still look in the mirror and pick myself apart, but I'll also still have moments where I will look in the mirror or I'll be wearing a fun, cute outfit and I'll be like, damn, Queen, I look good, no matter what the scale says. And this was a really important moment for me, was realizing the scale isn't actually, or that number... My weight isn't the problem. Mm. It's what I'm making this mean about myself and how I actually feel about myself. Yes. That's leading to these thoughts going in this massive downward spiral of negativity mm. and criticism. And that's what we're here to talk about today is when you are in that space of negativity and criticism, how can you become your own inner coach? How can you, you know, when you talk to a friend or a parent, If you're having a spiral or you're really overwhelmed or stressed and they rationalize it with you, right? Mm -hmm. They help you through it. They support you. That's exactly what a coach does. They help you to see a different perspective. And the idea of learning how to coach yourself and to be your own inner coach is to help you gain a different perspective, to help you get curious, to help you understand the parts of yourself that exist. Um, the main work that I do is primarily in parts theory, which Josie is yeah. very excited about now that she's... So excited. We had a great discussion yesterday yeah. about it. And it it's so freeing to recognize that it's not all of you that is struggling with something. It's a part of you that's struggling with something. And yeah. that's why I always start with acknowledging there's a part of me that still struggles with body image. Mm. Even though it feels very different for me now, there's yeah. still a part of me that pops up from time to time. And how I explained it to Josie is imagine that there's a driver's seat inside your mind, Mm -hmm. and it's when, so for example, when I have those bad body image days, that part of you sits at the driver's seat, and they Mm -hmm. put two hands on the wheel, and they're driving, and you see the world through that lens, right, you see the world through the lens of the part of you that feels Mm -hmm. unworthy, and feels like they need to change how they look in order to feel loved, and to fit in, and to feel worthy and valuable, whereas, recognizing there's so many other parts of yourself that Mm -hmm. exist so your most authentic self your inner parent your inner child there's or even just parts of you that are fun and free and creative all these different parts exist and the new part that I want you to explore the listener is your inner coach you know and thinking about that driver's seat in your mind um, who is responsible for your thoughts Mm -hmm which create your feelings, which create your behaviors, and then that creates the results you experience in your life. Um, That's the self-coaching model, if you haven't heard of it. Um, thinking about how you can put the inner coach at the wheel,
0: Yeah. how you can get them to drive, and how different that would feel. Honestly, guys, like last night, I was drinking my tea at like 10 o'clock, talking to my flatmate, being like, and then Kathleen – told me about like this past theory and I just because I had the rest of the day to kind of let it land and it was really interesting just going about my day and just simply observing like, some of my thoughts, and then visualizing it in, like, a, in a part, Mm -hmm. like, in parts, I'm like, whoa, what part is driving right now, like, it was, it was just so cool, and then, yeah, I came home, and my poor flatmate, Zoe, who's always just my sounding board, (laughs) we love her, she's an amazing listener, thank goodness, but I was like, Zoe, this, this, and this, and this makes so much sense, so, like, really just, I encourage you to um, let that land, and just when you're going about your day and thoughts are coming up just question be like hmm i wonder what part is you know driving this thought this action um yeah, I, mm. I just, I love it, love it, love it, love it. Beautiful. Yeah. And you can almost
1: think of these parts of you as like little sub-personalities, you know? It can and they be can, fun. Yeah, like, it's so fun. yeah. And they can be trapped in different stages in time. So a great question to ask is, is this part of me the age I am now, or are they a bit younger, mm. you know? Are they... Are they thinking very black and white and or thinking win or lose thinking then that means oh they're probably going to be a little bit younger than i am today they're not quite as adult Mm. and rational as i'm able to be now
0: and maybe Um, your inner coach is is a couple years older older. like i don't you know what feels good for you like (laughs) maybe it is almost like your big sister like your you know that kind of like age dynamic Mm. i don't know whatever whatever feels good for you but should we, should we get into? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I could talk about this forever. Oh, I know, I love it. Um, but these tools, yeah, let's let's get into it. Yeah, perfect. So
1: let's just get really clear on what does a bad body image day look like. Yeah. So for me, we've kind of touched on this, but for me, it really looks like, one, pick, looking in the mirror, picking my body apart. Mm-hmm. Um, two, having negative thoughts and feelings about my body. Um, common thoughts for me are, I'm disgusting. That was probably the biggest one that used to come up for me all the time. It makes me so sad now to think that that used to be on mm-hmm. on play for so long And fun fact to remember here is 95% of your thoughts are the same as yesterday. Mm. Um, We are creatures of habit. We are creatures of patterns. And that's why this work and growing this voice of your inner coach is so important, okay? Um, So what we're going to go through is around six-ish steps of what to do if you're having a bad body image day and how you can start to coach yourself out of it. So what I want you to imagine doing is... First of all, recognizing and reframing is a step one that a part of you is having a bad body image day Mm. and that part of you is probably going to be really strong in terms of your inner critic. Your inner critic is going to be really loud. If you don't know what your inner critic is, it's the part of you that critiques you, that shames you, that serves to protect you by almost trying to make you feel bad so that you won't go and do new things, that you won't go out of your comfort zone. They want to try and keep you Um, so they do serve a beautiful purpose but that's what can often be responsible for those negative thoughts so step one is to reframe this so rather than all of me is having a bad body image day it's there's a part of me that's struggling right now step two is my favorite step is to greet and say hello to your to your inner critic to the part of you and it might be a different part but to the part of you that's having a bad body image day so creating a conversation, creating a dialogue, just like you would with a person like me and Josie are doing right now. Or, you know, when you go to someone for support, you have a conversation, they help you, they support you. Imagine that there's literally another part of you. There's another person that lives inside you and start a conversation with them. Say, hey, I see you're having a bad body image day. What's going on for you?
0: And that's that like acknowledgement instead of repressing. Exactly. Which is so like, Integral, yeah. yeah. Like being able to allow
1: this part of you to be seen and heard. And being seen and heard is a very, um, very important human need. We all mm. have these sets of core human needs. Being seen and heard is one of them. And recognizing that these parts of you that exist, all of these amazing parts, they they aren't here to be shoved aside. They aren't here to be pushed down. They aren't here to be fixed. They aren't here to be, you know... um. Released or try and get them to disappear, they literally just want to be seen and heard. They have a need that's going unmet and they want you to help them. And that's Mm. how your inner coach can help you discover this. So, step two is greeting and developing a conversation, developing a relationship with this part of yourself that is having the bad body image day. And for me, that will literally look like, I will say the funniest things, because I love humour. If you know me at all, you know that I coach with
0: humour. She's a funny gal. I'm a funny (laughs) gal.
1: Um, But something that always makes me laugh is, and it sounds really funny, every time I say it, I get a bit, you know, like, oh, shouldn't I say this? But um, that's what I'm going to. Every time I'm having a bad body image day, and I literally did this in a changing room the other day when I was trying on these pairs of jeans that would not even get over my calf, and I was having these negative thoughts come up. I would be like, hello, you silly sausage. What is, <laughs> what is going on for you today? What's up? What's happening? Are you okay? What are you afraid of? And bringing that light and laughter or calling them something. A lot of my clients call their inner critic or these parts of themselves a funny name. Um, we had Popeye. We had Ursula. Yes. Um, we had Elsa, you know. Yeah. Um, my inner critic is Blair from Gossip Girl. I'm sure you know who that if is. You know, you know. Um. But yeah, so greeting is step two. And step three is really important. So you are imagining that you're putting the hat of your inner coach on, and this is where you get to ask yourself questions. You get to have a bit of a reality check. So step three is reality checking yourself. And how I recommend that you do this is asking, what has led to this, knowing that Right in this moment, it hasn't just popped up for no apparent reason. This bad body image day is probably accumulation of many things that have happened over the last couple of days. Perhaps your sleep has been impacted. Maybe there's been stuff going on in your life. Maybe you're stressed. Maybe you're not eating the same that you normally would. Maybe you have a health thing going on. Maybe um, you're just scrolling. Maybe like you've so been scrolling much, the gram yeah. all the time, and you've you you know you've, um, been really feeding your subconscious mm. images of the Kardashians or yeah. something, you know. Um, but what has led to this over the last couple of days? So, what is an example, Josie, that has led to a bad body image day for you over the last oh. few days before it's happened? What What do you think? Adds the first to
0: it? thing that comes to mind, honestly, um, which is quite a specific example for like dances but if there's like a show coming up or a performance and I have to wear it like I don't have control over a costume oh
1: my and gosh. it's something that
0: I would probably not pick for myself mm-hmm. um, and yeah straight away I'm like okay well I'm gonna be on stage in front of like cool like maybe anywhere between 10 to 500 people and something that I'm not choosing to wear that is usually um, quite tight mm-hmm. and I'm moving my body in every which way in front of like you know that, mm-hmm. and and also being a performer, the the drive for that is is performing and um, entertaining and yeah, it's just such like a confronting thing. Like it's a great passion to have, but like you know it's it's confronting. So when there's yeah a show looming, massive, um, lots of triggers around that time. Also growing up constantly having performances and stuff not only is it the performance itself but it's also the trigger of what I would used to do or how I used to feel as well Mm. um throughout the years like literally from three to nineteen like Mm -hmm. it's yeah a really hectic time
1: yeah and it's like a common experience for you right so Mm. it's like remember your body's so powerful and so is your your system your nervous system it remembers what happened last time and Mm -hmm. that's often why when we get triggered into these spirals it's why it can often happen really quickly Mm. because your brain almost just goes back to that point in time of when it happened last time and you just replay it you know yeah and your body remembers it's been here before and so it just goes down the same kind of rabbit hole Mm -hmm. but yeah so what i heard there was like massive stress right yeah. like you are stressed you have uh you've got lack of control mm-hmm. you know and there's so leading up to that this is the reality check that i want you to imagine being like it's no flipping wonder that you're having a bad body image day yeah you've been stressing the last three days over this outfit you've been feeling anxious about the performance you've been having a lot coming up You've also had your whole life going on as well. It's been a stressful time. Mm. And so now it's happening. Now you're having one of these days and it's okay. Yeah. Because we have these amazing tools. Yeah. Um, so step three is that reality check, that really powerful piece of, wow, it's not just happened right now. There's been multiple things that have led to me getting here and it makes sense, right? Mm. Like it makes sense. Um, like I have a, a client that I was talking with today and she is cutting weight for a fight and in order to do that, she is having to water load or something like this. And she said to me, the past couple of days, she's been really feeling really negative, feeling just really low and like, doesn't know why. And I was like to her, what? But- <laughs> I like, yeah, I was like, babes, you've, you've literally been doubling, tripling, quadrupling the amount of water that your body's been given. Of course your body's going to have a reaction that's going to lead to your mind freaking out, you know, Mm -hmm. something really different is happening. And that can be really powerful in itself is that reality check of, okay, this makes sense. So step four is to accept and feel this all through curiosity. So Kathleen, mindset coach, my business is never about pushing feelings aside. It's always about allowing these feelings to come up and be felt. So allowing this fear, allowing anything, this negativity coming through, allowing it to come up and using curiosity, using your coaching questions, which I'll share with you now, to help you through this time. So some curiosity question and how you can build a relationship with this part of yourself that's having a bad body image day is asking that part, how does this part feel? What are they afraid of? What is underneath that fear? And often what you will get to is, um, so let's say, for example, if we take, let's do some coaching, live coaching with you, Josie. Oh, okay. Let's take that example that. Yep. of having a dance comp coming up mm-hmm. and being worried about your um, outfit, costume, whatever you're going to wear. Yeah. So what is that part of you
0: afraid of? Afraid of judgment. Judgment, yeah that's heavy and you're literally dancing for judges like it's it's blatant judgment like it is yeah Yeah. and but it's not usually that it's judgment um fear of judgment from the girls i'm dancing with because Mm. we're wearing the same thing so comparison Mm. Mm -hmm. is also very prominent yeah. yeah um and everyone in the audience, other dancers, because I think, yeah, we all try to fit this stereotype, so... Yeah.
1: And so, Josie, if you get judged by others, what happens?
0: Uh, it's that fear of um, not being... Validated, like, not validated's not, not the right word, but just not being... Um, if I get judged, what happens? Mm. And it's what, really what does happen? <laughs> yeah, it's really hard
1: to go into it, but it's really yeah. helpful to think about those core human needs to be, so to feel seen, mm. heard, understood, and like you belong. Yeah. So if you're getting judged, what core human need is getting threatened? I don't belong. You don't belong, right? You don't mm. belong. And this is why it's so key to remember these needs is, and I go into these needs a lot more in my inner child workshop, which we're going to share more about later, but if you don't belong... If that need is threatened, your body literally thinks I could die. Yep. Because remember, we have these caveman brains still inside, still operating. Our systems are 300 million and 500 million <laughs> years old. It's, it's insane. Yep. And if you don't belong to the tribe, so thinking about caveman days, if you don't belong, then you're going to get kicked out of the tribe. And if you're on your own, it's going to be way harder to survive, to get food, you to find shelter. You're going to die. Mm. So what's happening for Josie Every time she thinks mm. about that fear, like, oh, my God, the costume, you know, what if it doesn't fit or look right? What if people mm. judge me? Her body is going, oh, my God, we could die. That's, that's what's happening. Yeah. Like, that's this, this is how serious and scary this can feel, right? Mm. And we, we often think that it's only about, you know, the lighter stuff, the, not the lighter, but the...
0: The surface, superficial
1: stuff, but it's not. Your body thinks there's a real threat to what's happening for you, to your life, and we're creatures of survival. Mm -hmm. We're primed and programmed to survive, so that's why you'll have this fear come up because your body's doing everything it can to not be judged so that it does belong, so that you feel okay and you're not at risk for dying, which makes sense, right? Yeah. So it's about how do we support these parts of us that are really old and really don't make sense anymore but are still here? Mm. Um, And the next question, another great coaching question for curiosity that I'm going to ask Josie is if you get judged
0: Mm -hmm. and if you don't
1: belong, what are you making that mean about yourself?
0: That I'm I'm unworthy, I'm not enough. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that
1: is what is, and usually this is what it is at the root of most Mm -hmm. fears and and body, bad body image days is I'm not worthy, I'm not enough. Mm. That's usually what's at the root of it. And just saying, and like right now, Josie's saying to that part of you, like, wow, I hear that fear that you have Mm. to that sub personality, that part of you. Wow, that must be really scary to feel like you might not be worthy or you might not be enough. Mm. Getting to that that's beautiful thank you for sharing that and your vulnerability thank so good um, so that was step four was feeling yeah. through curiosity and getting curious using those coaching questions what's underneath this what are the fears what am I making this mean about myself those are some key coaching questions I always ask myself and my clients um, and now the next thing I want you to do is again coming back to that reality check is that true
0: No. Yeah. And
1: like thinking about when you have these really scary stories that come up. So let's say, Mm. you know, that um, the outfit's not going to fit me Mm -hmm. and all of my people in my dance troupe are going to make fun of me or Mm -hmm. they're going to tell me I can't be in the show. Mm. Would that actually happen? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. They would, even if worst case scenario, if you needed to have it adjusted, would that be okay? It'd be more than okay. It'd be more than okay. And sure, it'd be a little uncomfortable, but it would be okay. Yeah. And so that's a really powerful reality check mm. with your fears. Is that actually true? You know? Yeah. And asking like, are you actually not worthy? Yeah. Are you actually not enough? Mm. And, and asking those really hard questions. This is how you can be a, an amazing coach to yourself, an amazing coach to others, is to ask those hard questions. Yeah. To reality check the story that's going on inside your head because so often our thoughts aren't actually the problem. Mm. Um, it's what we're making, what we're choosing to make mm. those thoughts mean about ourselves.
0: Yeah, what you meaning know? are we
1: attaching to them? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um. And like this, oh my God, that bird this morning was a great example. I'll quickly share that. So there was this bird on my doorstep yeah. that literally it felt, it looked like it died on my doorstep. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And I was trying to like rescue it. And there was this, so there was a circumstance in front of me, which was mm-hmm. this bird was having a little panic attack on my doorstep and in my head the thoughts that were coming up were I should know more Mm. I should know how to save this bird why don't I why don't I know what to do so again those oh what am I making that that situation mean about myself if I can't save this bird I was making that mean that I'm not worthy I'm not good enough Mm. that I'm a lesser of a human being yeah and I come to Josie and I'm like that's not true at, at all, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, if this bird dies, it's okay. And luckily the bird didn't die, thank yeah. God. Um, <laughs> but it's, it has nothing to yeah. do with my worthiness. Mm-hmm. So it's really powerful. What are you making your thoughts mean about yourself? And there are many caveats to this and many different topics that this doesn't apply to, but exploring mm-hmm. this through coaching can be one of them. And then the last step, my most favorite step of all. I feel like all, we should drum roll I I know. ready. <laughs> um is or oh, just hit the mic, sorry. Okay. Um my favorite step is and last step is put your damn self-compassion glasses on. Yes. So this is a tool that I use with all of my clients is I will remind them when they're speaking in a certain way, I will say, Hey, I think you forgot I think you forgot something. Mm. And they were like, what, well, what did I forget? And I'll be like, baby, self-compassion glasses. Ba-dum-tsh. They're sat on your head, <laughs> you know, you need to yeah. put them on so you can look through this lens of compassion. And what this leads you to, and how you can continue this um, inner coaching or self-coaching is how can I be kind to this part of myself that is scared, that it feels like they're not gonna be enough? How can I meet that need of that part of myself? What does it need to hear? Does it need reassurance or validation or some laughter or some love? How can I support this part of me through this really scary time? Mm -hmm. And like with Josie's example, Feeling like she wasn't going to belong, right? So that was the core human need that wasn't going met. Mm. So the question now gets to be, how do you create a sense of belonging within yourself? And it could be something as simple as saying, I'm putting the what's popping in my head right now is putting on T Swizzle's song, "You Belong with Me," and dancing around the room and giving yeah. yourself a hug. It might be like that. It might be reaching out to a friend or mm. a family member, saying, "Hey, like I've just had some stuff come up." Um, can, can you share with me something that you're grateful for in our relationship and our friendship, yeah. you know? There's no, like, it's so beautiful when you can ask for your needs to be met, knowing you can meet them internally by having that dialogue with yourself. So speaking mm. to that part of yourself saying, hey, like, I love you, I'm proud of you and I'm always going to be here for you. You're not, I'm not going anywhere. Mm. You're always going to be with me and creating that internal sense of belonging. And it, then it could also be reaching out to someone, to create external belonging, yeah. to feel like you're okay, to feel like you're safe. And there's, there's no shame in either of that. It could be something like changing your environment to find mm. somewhere where you feel more belonging. I remember when I moved into a new flat um, a few years ago, I felt no belonging. I was like, yeah. oh my God, I hate this. And I had to go to the beach where I felt a bit more safe and a bit mm. more at home. I had to go to my friend's house where I felt yeah. a bit more safe, a bit more okay. So that putting those self-compassion glasses on, asking how can you meet the need?
0: Yeah. How can you be kind to this part of you? What support yeah. does it need? I, it could even be like, okay, someone in my troop going to the same performance. Let's carpool. Yeah. Let's do some carpool karaoke on the way. I clearly belong. I mean, I'm very good friends with the people in my troop and half of them are having the same experience at home as well. Yes. And so in a way, this fear of not belonging is also a belonging because we're experiencing a very similar experience mm-hmm. and just being like, girl, let's go together. Yeah. Let's smash some like lollies on the way for energy. <laughs> let's sing tea swizzle Yeah, totally. <laughs> and, and that is why community and group coaching groups
1: are so powerful because oh, you yeah. finally see... I'm not the only one that struggles with this. Mm. That is so powerful in itself. So I'd love to recap for you these steps here. So step one was reframing it as a part of yourself as having a bad body image day. Step two was greeting, developing a relationship, saying hello, creating some dialogue with this part of yourself saying, hey, like what's going on? I see you here. I see this part of me. And you even, you might like to name this part of you. You might like to give it a funny name so that it lands more easily and you're more self-aware. Step three is getting that reality check. What has led to this moment? Over the last two to three days, what the heck has happened that has led to this negative frame of mind right now? Step four is learning to accept and feel it through curiosity. So this is really when you put on that coach hat and you ask questions. You ask really important questions. How does this part of me feel? What are they afraid of? What's underneath that fear? What am I making that fear mean about myself, okay? And then next step is your reality check again. Is this true? Is the usually the limiting belief that I've identified or the thought, the negative thought, or the story that I've made up, am I gonna be kicked out of the dance troupe, you know? Is this actually true? And then last step, most important of all, Put those damn self-compassion glasses back on. How can you be kind? How can you meet the needs of this part of you? So that's a little six-step method that you mm. can go through as you have a bad body image day. And I would encourage you to practice this when you're not having a bad body image day. Yes. When you're feeling freaking fly and you're in a really positive mind space, go through this process so that you remember how to do mm-hmm. it when you're not in the midst of the spiral. Or we'll share this process with a friend or a family member so that you can come to each other when you're going through this time and be reminded mm. to go through this process because the hardest thing of all is when you're in the mindset spiral is to actually get yourself to say oh okay it's happening I'm in the spiral I'm yeah. having a bad body image day that can be the most difficult part and that is why naming the part of yourself that has bad body mm. image days and especially if you give them a funny name even better yeah like a character from a movie that you really resonate with um or that you can imagine them to be really helps because then you can say
0: like for me my god Blair from Gossip Girl she's (laughs) here oh my god you know what's up girl yes (laughs) yeah yeah no I I love that and such a good um tip to practice it when you are feeling good because you are it's so much easier and when we are feeling low about ourselves it is 10 times harder to try and turn that around and be like okay and that's why i think also it's really cool to part theory again love it <laughs> to be like okay see it as an ex and not and not an external thing but that a separate part of you mm-hmm. to be like all right you're not trying to like rev up that same part of you to then change the story it's like let's just bring in our other friend mm-hmm. you know And it's a fun little way to almost take the pressure off that part of you and give it to this badass version, this badass coach, this badass like part of you that's like, I can,
1: I got this. I got this. I know exactly what to do when I'm in this negative space, Mm. you know, and calling upon that inner coach being like, yo, I need you right now, you know, calling upon that voice inside of you to support you because that's what they're here for. And it might take time, it might take practice, but believe me, this work is so valuable. And I'll end this with a really brief story of when I had a bad body image day come up, um, when was it? Maybe two weeks oh ago, gosh, Yes. Um, and I'd had the most amazing day. I had, um, it was a Sunday, I had a really great day. I had two amazing opportunities come in for my coaching business, and it was like lighting my soul on fire. And I was like, right, I'm gonna to go to my favorite ice cream spot. I'm gonna have an ice cream. I'm gonna go sit by the water. I'm gonna have a little date with myself. And I was sitting there feeling so grateful, so happy. And I was like, hmm, I think I'm gonna go buy some jeans. I've been, I've been having this vision of a pair of you know, a pair of jeans that I really wanted. And so I went into one of the surf shops and I looked at this wall of jeans and I was like, oh dear God. Um, there were so many to choose from. And I was really overwhelmed. And sadly, the shop assistant, Had as little clues about jeans and denim as I did, um. Especially with the sizing, I was like, "Hey, what you know? What size would I be?" Because they're in these numbers that I didn't recognize. And eventually, we figured out my size, and I grabbed a few, and I went to the changing room to try them on. The first pair literally wouldn't even go over my calf. I could like they were stuck on my calf. I was like, "Are you freaking joking?" And I was looking in the mirror, bent over. You know, I've got no pants on, and I. Can't even get this pair of pants over my calf. I'm like, there's no way these are going on. I look in the mirror and what previously would have happened for me is I would have gone instantly into that mindset spiral. I would have felt so bad about myself. I would have beat myself up and been like, you've put on so much weight. You're mm. not the size that you used to be. You're disgusting. And instead what happened was I heard that voice. I heard that thought pattern come up and I was like, I looked in the mirror and I looked at myself and I laughed. I had to laugh at myself because... This vision of myself in the mirror with these two tight pants on just cracked me the heck up. And it was exactly what I needed. I was like, wow, I have not heard the thought I'm disgusting in quite a mm. while. And to hear that now, as I'm in this most vulnerable position, is so funny. Yeah. And I put on two more pairs of pants. The second pair again didn't even fit. Um, They were too big and I was like what on God's good earth is happening here. The third pair was again so tight I got them up over my butt, but couldn't do them up and I um, was you know doing that classic hop around the Hop around the fitting (laughs) room and I was like, I don't even know why I'm trying to put these on I know I'm not gonna wear them if it takes this much effort to put them on and I just had this great moment with myself where Equally like I could feel the part of me come up that has the bad body image days But I could also feel this other part of me being like, hey, it's okay.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: you're all right. Your weight has nothing to do with your worth. And that is the result of all of this reprogramming through doing this process over and over and over again in those times when I've been feeling at my lowest. That is the result. That is what can happen. And for me, like, I have to shout out and celebrate myself. That is like a huge freaking achievement. Massive. Because... Previously, that would have been so different. And I yeah. even went the next day, I went back to face my fears into a different mm. store and I found the most beautiful pair of pants. Yeah. And it, ironically, was the same size, which is <laughs> sizing is another one. That's just so yeah. weird. Oh yeah. God, yeah. But that's a little story to end you on so that you can feel inspired to take action
0: and to start doing this, start doing this work. Yeah, mm. I think, yeah, it, it's just such a cool measure of your um, progress and not like how I was saying before, the aim isn't to not have those days because we can't control that. But mm. in those moments, how, how what is the reaction? And that is the measure of your progress, exactly, you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah, just such a beautiful example of that. And I just wanted to say as well, when you were um, just going back to those tools, really, really could be a good way as well if you've got people that want to support you but they aren't sure how, like some some of our parents and stuff that they don't have these tools either, but they, um, you know, you do look for to them for support or something. Share these tools with them as well mm-hmm. so that they can also help you on those days. If you can't even find it in you to be your inner coach, they can also prompt you with With those to inspire that in a coach, I just thought that um, that's beautiful. It's a good tip too, you know, because some days you're just like, I just don't have it in me. And if you've got people around you, you've got that support system that um, are aware of these tools, then you can be like, it's time. Like, Mm -hmm. I need you right now to to help me navigate this. So freaking true. Mm. Um, And what me and Josie were discussing before,
1: if you are interested in learning more about parts theory, learning about more of this work. The place that I would recommend that you start is with my inner child workshop. It's a 90 minute pre-recorded masterclass with everything you need. It has an introduction to parts theory and you learn all about your inner child and your inner child is the part of you that probably has the bad body image days. The part of you that's young, that's vulnerable, that's fearful, but it's also the part of you that holds all of your creativity, yeah. all of your joy, all of your freedom, all of your fun, your play, your, play, yeah. your youthfulness, your essence. And so doing that work with your inner child so important. And inner child work is the best freaking thing ever. I could go on about it all day. So this is a 90-minute workshop with multiple practices and guides throughout the workshop and also added in after. It's $44. It's available. We'll share the link here. But as a special little promo for being Josie's first <laughs> official guest, yes. um, the first three people to give Josie a five-star review, um or to tag and share this um story on facebook or instagram will be given so the first three people will be given a free copy of this recording valued at 44 dollars, and it'll be a great place for you to start
0: the work so give it a five star review yeah and massive thank you to kathleen (laughs) for that very very generous um offer because honestly this program is so foundational like with any self-work you want to kind of delve into, it's just like inner child is just that foundation. And this is just such um, a beautiful, approachable, affordable like mm. way to, to initiate that. Yeah. So thank you so much. And thank you for being the most incredible first guest that I could yes. have ever asked for. <laughs> um, and that isn't your only offer. Yes, um, <laughs> so make sure if you do give yeah. Josie a
1: five-star review or if you do, um, please tag us um, yes. on Instagram um, and Facebook. I am at Kathleen, so K A T H L E N dot Mindset Coach. Um, and my website is com. if you want to find me there. And I primarily work with women and um, although I do have a few men that I'm coaching at the moment, which is very exciting, but I primarily, primarily work with women And the ways that I work are either through my group program, which is called Magnify. It's a four-week program for those going through a change within themselves and their identity. So it's for those people who no longer resonate with who they once were. Maybe you used to be the party girl, you know, and now you're coming into more of stepping into your adult self and figuring out what you want with your life. Um, It is designed for those people going through those changes. If you're becoming a parent, if you're getting married, if you're going through a breakup as well, it is designed to support you through those changes using Parts Theory. So there's my four-week group program. We're just starting another round now, but please join the waitlist. We will drop a link below. Um, And then if you also, this is the way that I mostly work with clients, is one-on-one. My one-on-one packages are completely personalized and they are deep and transformative and life-changing. If you are looking to change your life and get results, and get that relationship with yourself to be the way that you've always imagined that it could be. If you want to know how to support all parts of you, if you want to know how to be your own wise inner coach, if you want to know how to go out there and kick ass and do all of the amazing things that you want to do without the fear, without the self-doubt, without the lack of confidence, one-on-one coaching is for you. They range from 8 to 16 weeks. And the waitlist is open. I'll be launching Spaces. I'm fully booked right now, but Spaces will be opening in the next month. And the people on that waitlist will be the first to get notice of that, plus some very special um,
0: early bird deals and things like that when I release Spaces. So please join. The link is below. Yeah, so worth, so, so worth jumping on that waitlist. And as you can tell by this podcast, like just... Wealth of knowledge is just the phrase that <laughs> just keeps coming up. You are amazing. Thank you. So, so you. Thank you so much. Honestly, like I said, cannot have had a better guest. So really, really hope this podcast has um, not only brought you joy, <laughs> but some <laughs> wisdom and uh, I'm sure listening to this you were like scrambling like I need a pen, I need paper, I need oh, to write yes, this we down. Write this all down um, for you. Yes. I will I'm just starting um, a welcome home Facebook community. Yes. And so we are going to post um, I'll post all these tools. Um, I'll do a little summary, all these tools in there as well. Guys, bonus feature, video of the baby bird. and video of Kathleen in the changing rooms. I Um, love it, yes. I have a really funny video of me in this changing room that you have to see. Yeah, Yeah. so you need to join um, the Welcome Home Facebook community. You don't miss it. Mm -hmm. Don't miss it. But but yeah, so thank you so much. Thank you for
1: having me, Josie, and please connect with me on Instagram, on Facebook. I'm so here for this and all these amazing conversations. Have a beautiful day. We
0: love you. Bye. Bye thank you so much for tuning in to the welcome home podcast i'm sending you so much love for wherever you're at on your journey and i really really appreciate you being here if you related or resonated with anything from this podcast make sure you follow along wherever you listen and i cannot wait to be back in your ears soon